the Justice Losers, the podcast where we discuss entertainment media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Pat Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, start a fight in the comments on whichever yes. particular medium you're in, be it SoundCloud or YouTube mm-hmm. or, I don't know, other places that people can find us. We're going to say some things today and they're going to be controversial. So, you know what? Um, go into the comments and if, if you think we're wrong, tell us that. Yep. Know that you are, in fact, the one that is wrong. You are the fool. You are the bamboozled yourself. But, you know, we'll start some controversy. And if someone tells us in the comments that we're wrong, what you should do is you should go and you should tell them that they're wrong because yeah. they are indeed the wrong ones. Or, even better, if someone says that these guys are really right about what they're saying, start a fight and tell them they're wrong and that we're wrong. Yeah. Controversy. That's really all we're asking for here. Yep. Controversy and fighting. We want the toxicity of YouTube and comments all all up in our videos absolutely matt what you been up to many things as it turns out good me too yes this will be good uh so one thing that i have not been up to but which hannah has been up to is watching gray's anatomy and i've watched a couple episodes over her shoulder is it as good as everyone says i have one word for you yikes oh no (laughs) (laughs) what's uh what's the deal yikes is it just like is it like is it, is it it's a soap opera right yeah yeah I, I don't think it was ever intended to be but it it really is yeah it's just not a single line of dialogue in the bits and pieces i've seen it sounded like something an actual human being would say <laughs> and it's just contrived scenarios for artificial tension and after one after another mm. and i kind of get it like if you're not interested in good writing and you kind of just want to turn your brain off and feel tension when they want you to feel tense, mm-hmm. it probably works for you. But yikes. Goo. Yeah. That's a bummer. That was controversial right there. Starting off with a bang. Uh, looks like I'm never going to watch it. I've never really ever planned on watching no, it in you, the first place. You would hate it. Good. It would be exactly the opposite of your speed. <laughs> um let's see what else have i been watching i watched queen's gambit on netflix (gasps) is it good took less than 20 minutes for my first holy crap this is really good oh good all right well looks like i'm gonna have to watch that yeah you're gonna you'll really enjoy it okay it's a what's it about it's about um is it a heist no no why did i think it was a heist you could not possibly be more wrong (laughs) it's about chess isn't it yeah it's about a a young girl um, who's orphaned, grows up in an orphanage, um, learns how to play chess, discovers she's pretty prodigiously talented, goes mm-hmm. on to compete against the world's best while fighting her own inner demons, including alcoholism and an addiction to tranquilizers. Oh, wow. Set in the mid-60s. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really solid, dramatic story. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy plays the yep. main character for most of it. There's the, the first episode, it's younger her, like nine-year-old her. Um, but then once she turns 15, they decided that Anya Taylor-Joy, they could make her look young enough to, mm. to play it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great story. Um, it's really well written and it does a lot with very little. Like you just, the camera moves a certain way and you understand exactly what she's thinking. Yeah. Um, and just little, little bits and pieces are thrown away. It's uh, really satisfying to watch just, just on like a, a sit back and watch how they, how they treat the audience like adults. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't wait to watch the story's really great. Uh, it kind of feels like Mad Men in a sense that like 
the period stuff is so accurate that I'm like, I have no idea what the sixties are like, but I know what they felt like now. Yeah. Just it plants you in this world and it, it throws out all these little tiny details that are so different from our world, but that are like, Oh, okay. That must, that's how it was. And that it makes sense. And I sure if I actually wanted to do the research, it would, it would be good. It'd work out. Cool. Um, Acting is phenomenal. Anya Taylor-Joy is just magnificent. Um, it's got, I uh, don't remember his name, but the guy that played Dudley in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he plays a, a reasonably major role. Um, he was in something else recently, too. He was in The Old Guard, which I talked about. Yeah, but he was in something else. Too. He, I, I saw him in something mm-hmm. and looked it up and found it. Uh, can't remember. I'll think of it later. Yeah. He's skinny. Yeah, he is. He's very skinny. Yeah. He was a villain, I think. Old Guard? No. I haven't seen the Old Guard. Yeah. But I watched it recently. And like he came in, I was like, wow, his face looks really familiar. <laughs> Just his face. <laughs> yeah. And he's so different now. Yeah. So he's he's really good in that. Um Thomas Brody Sangster, uh, who played Jojen Reed in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. is in it. Um He's got a little mustache, a cowboy hat, and a leather trench coat, and carries a knife. And he's the U.S. chess champion. Good. It's pretty great. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and I suppose the big question, the one that everyone is dying to know, is, is the chess accurate? I don't care. You've failed me for the last time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> so how's it? How's the chess? I'd say it's like 90% accurate. Um, The boards, I think, are all like actual positions. I recognized a couple like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a famous game. Um, Kind of the climactic game is a a famous Grandmaster game. I remember seeing the final combination before. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a lot of detail. It's like most Hollywood movies. It's like a 50 50 shot on whether they have the board oriented the right way. The (laughs) white square in the lower right hand corner like it's supposed to be. Yeah. but this one, everything is like an actual chess position. Um, there's fidelity throughout. So like as it goes through a game, the position develops and like you can see it develop. Um, so here's the genuine and you know, you, you should have known this question was coming. Okay. Because we've talked about it multiple times. Does the chess game play any foreshadowing to the way the plot develops? It's not a yes. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of games in it is the thing. I know. But like, is there any element of chess, like, see the problem representing is, the story in any way? Problem is, I just don't think you understand how chess works. There are there are roles that specific people play, and then you sacrifice things. Like it's there is there is a way that you can play chess with a plot. No, and like I no, it's it's just it's abstract. Like the main character, there's literally this the. Anya Taylor-Joy's character has this conversation with someone at some point. Some non-chess players like, oh, do you think of like a story? Do you think of them as characters? Is the king like a father figure to you and the queen oh, like a no, mother figure? No, nothing that, nothing that like cut and dry. No, like, and she's, like, well, about, she's like, like, no, not at all. It's it's completely abstract. It's just yeah. geometry. It's like the action of, you sacrifice pieces for a broader play, right? Sometimes that's a thing that can happen. And that's a thing that can happen in a plot is something gets sacrificed for a broader goal. Mm -hmm. Like just, it's like broader, like you say, abstract motions that can represent a development Mm -hmm. of a play 
of like and then there's games that like you might someone can be having the upper hand and then the other person makes them a single mistake a crucial mistake and it flips immediately mm-hmm. can represent something happening in plot. It's stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's less of the pieces like moving forward and to the right that is mirroring, mirroring specific, but it's the, it's your goal as a player doing things that can represent a broader goal of a mafia boss. Maybe like, that's the one that I always think of yeah. is like, there's this dawn of like the, or like the Yakuza. Sure. Like a dude's just like, he is like, he's playing a game. And meanwhile, there are very clear analogs between the way he's playing and what he's doing that mm-hmm. play into the actual plot of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like that is what I have in mind, and I want that to be a thing, and I want it to. I want the chess game to be a real game. See, <laughs> I think the problem is chess is so abstract that you can tell any kind of story with any game. That's fine. Yeah. You, and so, like, if you just put a game on the board and don't have someone literally explain how it represents the story, it's just a game. It's meaningless. think about that yeah it does it it <laughs> does <long> silence <laughs> it does tie the games kind of thematically into her character development but like in a way that makes sense like um at one point she's described as playing angry which mm-hmm. makes sense on the chessboard like from what we see and what we know about her but then also makes sense for her her character and her personality um yeah it's just it, it does a lot of the stuff right most of the the details are right if they say hey this is the sicilian nidorf it's a sicilian nidorf on mm. the board um if they say if they play a game and your queen gets trapped and you lose the queen then the queen gets trapped and you lose your queen it's just almost all of those are right there were a couple details where i was like that might be that the terminologies cha- terminologies changed in the past 60 years but that's not quite what that'd be called mm-hmm. um and there, there are a few things I haven't, I haven't encountered a, a media that's accurately portrayed exactly what it feels like to be in a chess game, like a serious one, mm-hmm. um, because the only way to show drama is to show just move, 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 mm-hmm. move, and the drama's all in your head. Like if you take a random twenty second snippet of a chess game, the people are just going to be sitting in silence. Yeah, like. For Grandmaster games, typical pace is like 10 minutes a move once they get out of the opening. Um, so that it just, there, there's definitely some times where I'm like, this is just, they're kind of playing it up for the drama. It feels a little inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of just like characters are surprised by a move, which is very rarely the case as it turns out. Usually you kind of have a sense of how the game's going, especially yeah. at the top levels. Um, but it, it kind of works um okay yeah i'll have to keep thinking about that because it's similar to how i use sudoku logic for mm-hmm. like for ross mm-hmm. i want to use sudoku logic where like you kind of play back through like a chain or something like if this and this is the case then this can't be the case like stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um it's just i mean deductive reasoning yeah but yeah using sudoku analog yeah um yeah cool what else I was going to make one more point on oh. that because I really like it and I yeah. want to talk about it a lot. Um, it does a really good job, I think, of explaining the... Well, for one thing, um, it kind of dispels the myth of genius being its own ability to succeed in chess. Like, she's described as an intuitive player who um, 
doesn't pay much attention to the ideas of others, but she spends literally the entire show just like studying. Mm -hmm. She's always reading a chess book or playing out a game or Mm -hmm. doing something, which is what it takes to be good at chess. Even if you are an intuitive player that doesn't pay that much attention to other people's ideas, you got to study eight hours a day if you want to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of the emotional stakes are played really well. Um, There's a great scene where she loses a game um, and she goes back to her hotel room and just yells at herself in the mirror, like something like you ugly loser. How could you lose to him? Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We've all had that conversation with our reflections. I know about that, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have. I'm not exaggerating. You're talking chess players or. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were, I was just like, I don't think I've ever talked to myself in the mirror. Cause you don't play chess enough. Right. Oh, one other thing. I play chess exactly two times in my life. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest detail annoyance is she, every single game she plays is either a win or a loss. There are no draws, mm. which is horribly unrealistic. Mm. Um, even back in those days, like 50% of Grandmaster games would end in draws. Mm. And draws can be dramatic and meaningful and relevant in their own right. But it's just... it's. It doesn't quite ring true. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's really great. I heartily recommend it. Not just for... Heartily. Heartily. Not hardly. I said hardly. You gotta say it clear. Hardly. Hardly. I hardly recommend it. I'm so hard right now in my recommendation for it. Hard like firm, like very strong and resolute. Man, what a roller coaster this one's been. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no it's it's really great it's a great story if you know nothing about chess it's still a absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic show and you will be fist pumping in the right moments and just like oh why in the right moments it's it's great cool um then i've been reading some stuff i've been reading a little more authority it's good i'll yep. tell you how it ends i won't tell you how it ends in a literal sense but i'll tell you how it ends up in a how much i liked it since um i finished watchmen read the mm-hmm. last issue pretty great yep but we know that yep um i started v for vendetta Mm -hmm. remember Um, remember the 5th of november yep so on thursday 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 Thursday. i started rereading it um not very far into it so far it's uh it's kind of dense there's just a lot of words Mm -hmm. um it's pretty good stuff it also took like all of six pages to um for the villain to say let's make britain great again Ooh, really yeah Oh. Yeah. No, no, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Neither did I. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. V for Vendetta hits different post Trump. Hopefully it's yeah. still post Trump. Up to a point. Yeah. No, it's uh <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's a it feels like a, a reasonably authentic dystopia, I guess. Um and the the main character is just so fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very interesting read, but I'm barely into it. So I'll tell you more when I get farther in. Um, and then the other thing that I started and finished was I read Low. Low. That was in my Instagram post. Check out our Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. Yeah. So um, when I acquired the first two volumes of The Walking Dead at our local comic book shop, um, I oftentimes when I go into a comic book shop, I'll just pick out something that looks interesting and kind of catches my eye on the mm-hmm. shelf. And Low very much caught my eye on the shelf. It's got like this... Oh, it's a comic? Yeah. Oh! Low! 
I didn't know it was a comic. I thought it was a book. Like a book book. Like a, book. Like a pictureless book. Like yeah. a loser book. No, it's, it's got a lot of pictures. It's a cool book. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Is it Image? Yeah. Who's it by? Uh, Takarini. Hmm. Or Remender. I think Takarini did the art. Not people okay. I've heard of. Yeah. Um, but I... I just I saw it on the shelf, like the the spine and the color. It's like this rich dark blue, mm-hmm. dark sort of green blue, I guess, sort of sea colored. My favorite color. You, yeah, it's a. I love that color. It's a really pretty color. Yeah. Um, also, did you catch my my subtle joke in the Instagram post? Uh, what'd you say? Um, well, it's just the three books: is V for Vendetta, and it's Authority, and it's Low. Mm-hmm. V for Vendetta is about anarchy, which is a world where the authority is very low. Oh. Uh. Oh, ah! Uh, I was really proud of that. That that is so hard <laughs> to catch. That's like that's that is. What's the word I'm looking for? Obscure. Obscure for the sake of obscurity. Yeah, and I so dig it. <laughs> that's the shit I love. It's literally just what I happened to be reading at the time, and I was yeah. like. This kind of works out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the cover really drew me in. So I was like, all right, I'll buy this. It'll be my little one-off. What's it about? Um, so basically the, the story is it's, it's set far in the future, like tens of thousands of years, um, where the sun has expanded. And so radiation has basically killed the Earth's surface. And so the surviving remnants of humanity live in giant domes under the sea. Mm. Um, and then they've sent out probes to different planets to try to find a habitable one so that they can um, get on spaceships. You think they would have done it. that about a thousand years ago? The probes have been out for thousands of years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, how many? Is it 10,000 years? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of years in the future. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said thousands of years in the future. Yeah. Um, and so they, they live underwater in their little, their little domes. Gotcha. And then they want to go to space. Okay. It's terrible. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. It is so bad. <laughs> oh, is it um is it static shock bad? I don't know if it's quite static shock bad. Okay. Um but it's probably the worst comic I've read start to finish. Um I need to read it. I need to I need to balance out my good comics with yeah, bad comics. I honestly think you might end up liking it. Oh shit. Um, That's a dig. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I hate it. It's bad. You're gonna love it. Yeah, did you no, do that last week? Probably. <laughs> no, the the dialogue is just not great. The art is like the cover. It's gorgeous, mm. just absolutely beautiful. And the art is mostly just chaotic. It's just it's noise. You can't tell what's mm. going on. And it's not like artsy where it's like cool. It's just like, what is that? Yeah. What's what's going on? Um. None of the characters make any sense. They're either a... One of them is literally just the optimist. That's all she is. That's all she Hmm. does. She's the main character. Okay, so it's got a lot of... I can tell you this right now. It's got a lot of, like, anime and Miyazaki reference or uh, inspiration. Because something I've noticed through all of Miyazaki's movies is the the main female character... Main character who is female is very, like, optimistic and is, like... Mm -hmm. Like everything's gonna be great, mm-hmm. and like kind of, kind of obnoxious sometimes. But hmm, yeah. And the rest of the characters are just like their motivations are entirely unclear. I mean, they're clear, but it changes from panel to panel sometimes. 
Um, have to read that. The pacing is a horrible mess. It's basically like one issue, 10 years, next issue, four months, next issue, four seconds, next issue. Just, and you don't get the sense of that time. It's just like yeah. things are happening. The world building should be so much more interesting, but it's just flimsy and kind of superficial. Mm. Just when you have a chance, look up who wrote. Like, look up the writer, and then look up the like. Once once I start my mm-hmm. bit, yeah. look up what else they've done. Yeah, I that is all of it. So I'm gonna look it up. I'm okay. pretty sure it's a Rick um, Remender. I'm gonna counter. So I finished the Green Arrow run, mm-hmm. and okay, so I'm trying, I'm trying to remember all the things. I can't remember what I said last week about it, but I had some stuff. So oh I, man, there's more than one volume of that. Yeah, I mean, they probably wrote the full story before they got it published. Yeah, there are five volumes so what else has that person done uh let's see it's rick remender and he has done um he has worked on black science which is image um x-force captain america and uncanny avengers interesting Hmm. as what bet Uh, you it's an artist of some he inked avengers penciled numerous issues of teenage mutant ninja turtles that's what happens uh, when you let a, when you let an artist write. <laughs> let's see. Because um, there's a... I've noticed that there's a phenomenon sometimes where it's like, the ones that I don't like, I go back and I look at what they've done, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, they wrote that thing as writer. Everything else that everything else in their bibliography is as artist. And mm-hmm. it's just like, they, they come up with an idea, and they've got the goodwill of the company because they've been involved in things mm-hmm. and they just like go on a gamble with this person as a writer and they're just not a good writer there yeah. are cases i can't i can't name names right now of artists that end up as fantastic writer mike mignola huh mike mignola that's yeah okay so they're yeah they start as ri- artists and they go to be writers and they're phenomenal george um george perez mm-hmm. uh started as an artist and went to wrote uh, went to write wonder woman and it's a great run um but there are just other times where it's like you, you should stick to drawing yeah um so green arrow uh i mentioned last week that the problem that that about the seventh and eighth issue face faces uh is the fact that any character could be put in his place he's just he is the surrogate superhero to solve the problem mm-hmm. um volume nine goes a little bit back to the the things that are happening to him are relating to his character and his character development throughout. So okay. so volume nine is a bit better, um, but it's still through seven through nine. You could kind of tell that Mike ran out of things to it, the stuff he wanted to tell probably would have fared better if it was still under the mature uh, mm-hmm. audience line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it make. It makes me thinking back to the first few volumes of the New 52 Green Arrow just so much worse. Mm-hmm. Because then Jeff Lemire fixed it. And I found out that, um, like, because in the New 52, they they got rid of the uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary relationship. Mm-hmm. Which I really liked, because it's yeah. very rare that you just have two superheroes being in a solid relationship. Wait, you mean Superman and Wonder Woman haven't been... Oh, don't even bring that. All the... That's not a... It is in the New 52 and no one liked it. <laughs> no one liked it. If anyone tells you they liked the idea, they're lying to your face. I like the... No, oh, no, it's, no. it's a bad... I don't think I do. Um, But the, apparently in the New 52, or in the uh, in Rebirth, they brought that back. 
uh, right at the end of mm. the Green Arrow run that they did, they were like, hey, yeah, they're back together. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait to go read those again. Um, but no, uh, Mike Grell is just a great writer. Uh, he's done pretty much nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I did once I finished that, I got, um, I had a coupon to buy one, get one 25% off. Mm-hmm. So I went and I got um, Criminal by okay. uh, the first volume. Oh, excuse me. First volume of Criminal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. This feels like a really bad habit that you've built up here. I do. And in the first volume of uh, Gideon Falls, which is by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Boy. Two of my favorite pairs of of creators because, mm-hmm. well, Brubaker and Phillips did Kill or Be Killed. Boy, they did. Everyone knows how much I love that uh, series. It's pretty great. Um, and then Andre, uh, Andrea Sorrentino is my favorite artist and he's who i want to do all of my art if i can ever get famous and get his attention Mm -hmm. um and jeff lemire who i really liked his run yeah so i'll start with criminal criminal is a a kind of an anthology thing it's the same universe i think there's one two three four five six seven 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 to nine i can't remember number uh volumes of it they're all each volume follows a different person okay a different criminal uh, but in the same world, and they all re- they all frequent the rate the same bar. Okay. Uh, so there's some I don't know how they're going to intertwine, but this first one was just about a guy who is he's, he's all about rules. Mm-hmm. Um, he will not do things if rules are broken. He's very careful about the way that he pulls crimes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's called coward because other people view him as cowards as a coward because he'll run from things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a really interesting story. It ends not at all how I expected at the end. Um. It's just it's just a nice little concat. Brubaker does a really good job of being able to establish what you know about the character immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's in the first like two pages, you kind of understand this character. That's something Queen's Gambit actually does very well too. Oh, good. Yeah. It and it it like then he can just develop it throughout. Uh, develop his relationship with people in ways that you know that it makes sense. Um, he does a really good job of kind of referencing the past to where you kind of just you don't know what the past was but you kind of you understand you get the, the ramifications of what yeah. happened okay um does a really good job of that uh because it's important because it basically picks up i think five years after something that happened mm-hmm. and I, they don't really show you ex- the whole thing of what happened they kind of show you a tidbit mm-hmm at the beginning and then they say five years later and you kind of get little like things and they kind of explain the thing that happened and okay. there's some but you're never put in the room where it happens i'll be in the room where it happened the room where it happened i'm gonna get copyright for that uh <laughs> gideon falls does gideon get up again is so good i'm ignoring your joke because it's <laughs> holy shit no one can tell more of a story through just the layout of the panels than Andrea Sorrentino. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 the shit. Think back to uh, Daredevil season three mm-hmm. when it does the little spinning thing around Dex, and then he sits up and it's upside down. Yep. That kind of storytelling with the camera angles, yeah. he does that with the art. There's just like so basically, there's this black barn that shows up in Gideon Falls. And shit goes wrong when that black barn shows up. Oh, yeah. And there's this one guy who's uh, who is been diagnosed with schizophrenia and anxiety and depression and stuff mm-hmm. who thinks that he's been 
chosen to solve the case of it and stuff like that. He's been picking up garbage throughout. Then there's a priest who shows up at Gideon Falls uh, because their previous priest was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's talking to his bishop. And he's like, why are you sending me here? He's like, because you need to be there. And he's like really odd. And then like later he's like, is this why? And he's like, just stay vigilant. Like it's really, I don't know more about the bishop. They haven't mm-hmm. shown the bishop's face yet. So I'm, Bishops are the the kind of medium sized one with like a triangular top, and there's like a slash through it. They move and diagonally. They move diagonally, yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Um, and <laughs> uh, and it's basically it's about these two main char- two characters who mm-hmm. and it's there's the character the first character the schizophrenic ter- character is talking to his therapist, and they're wandering around, and he's like, I have to do this. I have to like I have to collect these things. Like it's I, I it's I have to do it. And she goes, why? And he's like, I can't tell you. And in that panel, there's two of them, like, double-visioned. And then there's, like, a red copy of it, kind of like a 3D, just like... Mm-hmm. It's just like, I get the image of... Right as he says it. Like, just this this screaming kind of uncomfortable yeah. schizophrenia, mm-hmm. which is that panel. I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'm going to post it on the Instagram. Very good. It's such a f- good art. Just, just It's that one panel. And I need to show you. I was going to bring it and show you. I forgot. Um, just... The whole thing is like that. Mm-hmm. There's this one page, like two page spread where there are three separate locations of a thing. Like his character is sitting at a desk and he turns around another, his therapist character is doing a different, it's just one action. And another thing does one action, but it puts it in like this little cube. That, I saw the Snapchat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It puts it in this little cube that kind of like, it draws a design of a whole bunch of cubes of the, you seeing three sides of the cube of each of the panels. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of tells a story about them being related. It's just, it gives you this like untethered anxiety feeling the whole time. And it's just so good. And the story is just so good. Mm -hmm. Like I could talk about the art for hours and just forget to talk about the story, but the story is just also amazing so far. Mm Mm-hmm. I said that 100 Bullets is the closest I've ever gotten to going and just immediately buying the next volumes. This one's top of that. Okay. It is... I want to read everything by Jeff Lemire. Because <laughs> he just started another thing. Um, he and Brubaker both have finished off those two series recently. Um, and are about to... Are starting their new series. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to... It's just... The image is so good. Like, they... Well, Sometimes. most of the time... <laughs> <laughs> that was a real low point for them, wasn't it? Hit or miss. So those are what I read. Um, I have started reading Mistborn. I don't know what that is. It is a book. It's a <gasps> book book. Book number three. It's my third book. I'm so proud uh, of you. It was given to me by Emily, uh, our friend Emily, and she said to read it. She said she thought I'd like it. Okay. And I'm only a pair. I'm only a chapter in. Barely a chapter in. I'm in the prologue in um so i'm like reading it and i'm kind of going okay so there's some there's some dune elements to this it's like a Mm -hmm. a fantasy world like there's different rules there's different society kind of just like structure Mm -hmm. uh it's like a thousand years in the future or something like that and it's all right there's like ash everywhere and there's kind of this agricultural or or agriculture around the ash and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of all right this is like kind of some um some Dune level society things going on. Oh, okay. There's some uh, Game of Thrones level politics probably setting up, like mm-hmm. some and some like Dune Dune slash Game of Thrones level politics. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit, magic! Like it it just punches. Uh, 
It sets up this really... No, it's not bad either. Uh, so basically, I think it's the only magic that exists. It's called... Alloyergy? Al... Al... Algergy? So basically what it is, is there are these people that can... There's a, a, a kind of person... I don't know much about it. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a kind of person that is able to actually consume certain kinds of metal and their body will take that consumption. It's called burning. So like he burns 10 mm-hmm. and so he has 10 in hand, like he can eat it, I think. Uh, and then he can use some of it like a pill, basically like he kind of burns it to enhance his uh, senses. Okay. Um, and each one kind of does its own thing. One, uh, one riots the emotions and one settles the emotions. I'm interested to see how they pull that off, how they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, one makes, gives you, uh, like faster, makes you faster or something like that. I can't remember. They give you a little appendix in the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just like very one specific kind of magic, mm-hmm. um, that I'm interested to see. It's kind of like, it seems like it might be more of a science, but like kind of powers magic. It's, yeah. Yeah. That intersection. Like, I'm just reading this, and then it goes, and he burns 10. And I'm like, is that a phrase? I don't know what it is. Like, I'll probably pick it up through context. He's like, can feel, like, the metal, like, burning away in his stomach. And I'm like, what the? What? And it's just like, and then he can hear and see, like, or he can mm-hmm. hear things really far away. Because they hear a scream, and he's like, I got to figure out what this is. So he enhances perceptions to hear it from where he is. Huh? Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I'll see how it goes. All right. I don't know. We'll see if I like it. Uh, I also started watching New Girl. Because I was oh. high and I saw a clip that I thought was hilarious, so I decided <laughs> to start watching it. I got seven episodes in, and it is great. Okay, it is so much fun. I've seen Hannah really likes it, so I've seen yeah. a little bit just over her shoulder here. That's great because the first episode there's a token black guy, and then that guy I can't remember who he is. He's the guy from the scary movie, and he's in uh, right. other guys, and like he's in a whole bunch of comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they replace him with another token black guy, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, problem I have with it is that the characters all have flaws that get kind of redeemed by the end of it, but then they kind of revert back to their thing in the next episode. Mm. So there's a character who's like the douchebag and just wants to get laid. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, he like sacrifices his getting laid's douchebagginess to go be a nice guy. Mm -hmm. And he's right back to it the next episode. Of course. And it's kind of like that for all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you're only seven episodes in. Let them develop some character arcs, man. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, it seems like they're just shotgun firing this or like like automatic rifle firing the same character arc every episode yeah i've been told that it changed they changed the formula in season two Mm -hmm. um so i'm hoping to see how that all pans out i have no idea um so we'll we'll see it's really funny so far yeah um but uh yeah i think that's all i've been up to yep cool news news uh sean connery died yeah, on our friend's wedding, uh, the friend who loves James Bond, so it's kind of a bummer for him. Yeah, it's his fault. He shouldn't have gotten married. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh well, Sean Connery's kind of a terrible dude. Was he? Yeah. Oh boy. Well, I hear lots of good anecdotes about him, but he also said, you know, it's it's okay to beat your wife every now and then if she's out oh, of line. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, great actor, obviously. He defined James Bond, and a lot of people would argue that he is the best James Bond to this day. Uh-huh. Um, I love his turn as Indiana Jones' dad, even though he's like eight years older than him in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Um, he's just he's, he's good and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Yeah. Sad to see him go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who we are sad to see go, um, Johnny Depp was asked to resign from the Fantastic Beasts franchise following the uh, dismissal, or I guess he lost his libel suit about yeah. the um, messiness with Amber Heard. That's a way of putting it. Just a ugly situation. Again, can we just acknowledge that they're both pieces of shit and move on? I kind of, yeah, I don't know. Like it's there's no they're they're just both pieces of shit. Put them in different rooms. Like neither of them should compensate the other because they both traumatized each other, mm-hmm. and there is evidence to both of them. Mm-hmm. And just put them in different rooms. Yeah. Move on. Oh my god. Yeah. Like th- this is honestly like. They're both victims. They're both victims and they're both culprits. Mm-hmm. And it's just making everything worse putting them through. Like, they're putting themselves through this all. Yeah. But also, like, I bet their agents are making them go through more than they care about. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how much all that works. But, like, if I was Johnny Depp's agent and I was a greedy motherfucker, I'd probably just be like, yeah, keep suing her and we can get so much more money from it and then we'll just be richer. Or he's probably like... I need to sue her because I need to discredit her. Otherwise, my career's dead. Yeah, and then it's just a, a cycle of, like, they're both pieces of shit. Both of their careers should be discredited. But they can redeem themselves. Look at Downey Jr. Yeah. Well, he didn't beat his wife. No. Or husband. He was just an alcoholic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. People are shit. And we die. Next news. <laughs> Next news. Uh, not about people dying. Uh, Jurassic World 3 has wrapped. Um, I imagine there will probably be reshoots and effects work. Probably. Um, yeah. So it's... Uh, that thing's not coming out for like still a year and a half. Yeah. It's like Nothing's summer. coming out for like a year and a half. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm still optimistic. Well... I'm not optimistic. I'm still hopeful that we'll get James Bond in the spring. Did Wonder Woman get pushed back? Or is that still... I think it's still sitting around that Christmas. Sticking on her guns. Yeah. Um, Sticking on her guns? Is that what I just said? Yes, but it made me uncomfortable, so I'm moving past it. Um, I have a quote from uh, Robert Battenson about his uh, his portrayal of Batman. Yay! Um, Quote, to start the Batman, uh, I'm using things... At the moment, that seem fragile compared to the importance of the project. Conversations I've had with close friends, embryos of dreams. This is the secret and sensitive part of the actor facing the heaviness of the project. Should have been heaviness. I kind of mispronounced it. Moving past it. On the Batman, on Tenet, a gigantic team of technicians surrounds you. And when you say, let's go, Robert, action, you have to forget this mass of people and play in front of your own thoughts, your own demons. He's going through something. It's just kind of a crazy dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> like in a good way, but <laughs> I mean, he has been put through the through the Hollywood ringer a little bit, and it came out a little, little, uh, little addled, little addled. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then we had a trailer for the Disney Plus Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. <sighs> what a what a decision probably could be really good i don't think it will be just based on the trailer and based on the disney but 
I think it's their chance. They're just trying to cash in on like the holiday special and like make have themselves be funny about it. Yeah. It's like when someone who doesn't know how to roast tries to self roast mm-hmm. and it just it comes across as like uncomfortable. Yeah. You're just like, what? why would you say that about yourself? <laughs> like yeah. That kind of thing. It's I mean, they're definitely trying to reference because at the very beginning they were like uh, on a life on day. Life day. Which is or twas the, the night before life day. Yeah, and that's twas the thing. The night before the, life day. That's the thing in the original yep. holiday special. And then we should, just we gonna... should booze and booze that at some point. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> oh, it'll be relevant. We can do it for Christmas some year. Yeah. Depending on how booze and booze develops. We'll see. But anyway. uh yeah, that's I mean it's just gonna break its own rules, probably. Probably. I don't like the Hey, let's just time travel and make masturbatory self-references to all of the interesting moments in Star Wars canon. Just, that's not fun. It's just like, I feel like the laughing that they're going to get is be like, ha ha ha, it's funny because he doesn't know he's his son yet. Yeah. Just that shit. Like, the really just low-hanging fruit jokes. Superficial, like, hey, we're in on the joke and they're not. Just play to your basic humor instincts. It's... I think the problem is they're almost going just too big with it. Yeah. This is, if it's a holiday special, it should be like a nice little self-contained thing. Yeah, and it's a wrap. Yeah. it's They're using jokes everyone's already made. Yeah. There's no new jokes. Yeah. Not. It's going to be stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of. Nope. Lego. Because Lego Batman movie is a thing. Nice try. Wow. No, it was in my brain. I was like, this is going to be a great a great segue. And then I realized immediately that I was talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Any other news? Or are we I just going to simmer on that tragedy of a seg- segue? Segway? Jesus Christ. It's been kind of a bad news week, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, which is, I'm, by which I mean a week in which the news has been bad. Yep. Mostly. Yep. Yep. So... Last four episodes, last five episodes have all been kind of like real topics. Yep. Even the ones before that. We've just been kind of on a serious run. Yeah. That. We're here to have some fun. We're here to have some fun. Yeah. I was going to get high for this, but I'm driving. <laughs> I'm yeah. not putting myself in any That would have been irresponsible. Um, no. So we're going to we're gonna just kind of break the tension a little bit, have some comedic relief. Oh, I can look at the camera now that we're... Yeah, actually. we can look at the camera. Hi, camera. Uh, <laughs> um... I goofed. Uh, don't blame our social media team. This is all on me. Uh, we posted a thing about what the next three episodes are going to be. Uh, that's in two weeks. <laughs> we, uh, we have this episode, and then we have... Thanksgiving movies. Thanksgiving movies next week. And then we have that that series of anime movies. Yep. Or anime episodes. My bad. Uh, we published it, and then Matt texted me and said, Hey, why does the post not line up with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, episode spreadsheet that I developed because I make everything a spreadsheet. Of uh, it does. And I said, oops. And so, oops. If you want those episodes, just come back in two weeks. But this will be a fun one. Yeah. Um, this is kind of going back to our roots a little bit. We used to do little fun ones like this. Yeah. Just the stupid ones that, have, that you'll learn nothing, but it might be amusing and you can send us reactions to it and then, like, your own ideas. Uh... A common joke about Batman is that he's just got all these stupid gadgets. He's got a car. He's got a cape. He's got a grappling hook. He's got shark repellent. What more do you need? Yep. 
Uh, we'll tell you. Primarily the Adam West movie when he had when he literally says the phrase "grab the bat shark repellent," which really just like <laughs> exemplified the fact that Batman names everything bat something. Yep. Um, and they make jokes about it in the comics too. Mm-hmm. It's like like people are like, "Do you have a bat this?" And he goes, "Yes." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> um, so we thought it'd be fun just to come up with our own bat gadgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, posted on our story to come up with your own bat gadgets. We got some funny ones. Yeah. Uh, bat, I didn't look at it. Bat lotion. Bat lotion. What's that all about? Carter. You got to keep your face moisturized. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got the uh, bat seasoning. It's just Old Bay, but <laughs> in a bat-shaped container. <laughs> I like it. I want to um, go back to that bat lotion thing a little bit, because, like, you think about just the elemental Batman. What does this guy need? This guy's stuck in a rubber suit 12 hours a day. He needs to be able to, like, moisturize his face. Oh, yeah, sure. He gets... I'm sure he's got to be chafing. Oh, yeah. All over the place. So he's probably got, like... powder. Yeah, baby... Bat baby powder. Yeah, bat baby powder. It's... 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 Um... Orphan powder. Orphan... Oh. Uh, there was the... It's black uh, and it smells like sadness. There was the bat parent regenerator from Brendan. Ever the dark humor. I like it. Uh, I like it. And then there was the battery... (laughs) Dang it, I had that one on my list. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I think uh, Gabe's made that joke before, but that's yeah, a good one. Yeah. I had this old bit. I was going to be like, you know, he's got all these gadgets. And he's got, like, the the ear thing. And he's got, like, the, the wrist thing. And, like, his his car's got a... a th- you know what he needs? He needs battery. spare batteries. Yep. Gage stole it from you. Gage. Come on, man. Uh, I mentioned it to Andrew and his brother today, um, and oh shit, I don't remember the joke that they made. So going back to the bat lotion thing, how does Batman pee in the suit? Bat diapers? Or, like, does he have, like, a Dune-style still suit that reclaims the moisture? I feel like neither of these are the answer that you're gonna give me. I'm, I'm asking the question here i have i have bat diapers written down on my thing but that feels like the least batman doesn't pee as much as he doesn't sleep okay um which non-human uh amphet bat means that's why he doesn't sleep what amphetamines it's like a like a stimulant and amphet bat means no it would be bat amphetamines he never puts he never makes a pun in the word that's because he has no sense of humor. Right. Because he's a bat. Yeah. Bats don't have jokes. Bats don't know jokes. That's what the you joker's all about. Up, you ever the... seen a stand-up bat? I've seen a bat stand up. No, they hang like upside a, down. Like a baseball bat. You can stand it up on the... But that's a the... that's an unstable equilibrium, so they don't stand up. It's true. Man, this was a progression <laughs> of a joke. None of which was funny. So that's what the Joker's all about. He's just trying to introduce some humor into poor Batman's life. Yeah, why does he not? What's his? Oh, because Jesus Christ, that was a tan. That was a tangent to tangent to tan. Chan... It's been a day. I just spent like two hours reading like LLC owner contract. Mm. I watched football game. Starting a business. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're just gonna be talking about bat stuff. So that was your first one. Yeah. Me another one. Alright. So, this was just a stupid idea we had. We didn't really form an episode, uh, format around it, but mm-hmm. you said you had an idea. Yeah. Well, 
I had a couple other stupid ones I wanted to get out of the way first. So, Bat Bat for hitting baseballs. Pretty sure that one exists. Probably. But then, <laughs> this one's actually a serious one. Batting gloves. So you can use them for swinging the baseball bat, but like, you think about it. Batman, he's got the cape and the grappling gun, but those are kind of brute force. Like, I need to get up this building. I'm just going to shoot my grappling gun and go for it. If you crawl out the window on the 42nd floor and you need to get up to the 43rd floor, grappling guns, like, it's not finesse enough. You need those, like, sticky gloves from Ghost Protocol, but with bat the logos on things. them. Yeah. With, like, no, with, like, bat logos on them. You need huh. something to be able to climb quietly up the sides of buildings and stuff like that. So I think I think that'd be useful. Okay. Um, and they're they're padded so because he's punching a lot of people and that's it's hard on your hands. So they're they help him hit people hard. Um, they have uh, brass knuckles in them because that seems like the sort of thing that yeah Batman yeah would Batman do. ever the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just likes hurting people, so yeah. you know he'd he'd want to have something that can do some damage. Yeah, Bruce in there. Wayne when he's not wearing a bat, he's got popped collar, white shirt, unbuttoned halfway down with a cross necklace. Yeah, he's an Italian mobster. Yep. I just thought of who who would use the bat lotion, what he could use to use a bat lotion to thwart thwart Two Face, because he's just. Yeah, it's all, all crusty. You just moisturize that, moisturize and, 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 and he he comes sane. Yeah, yeah. or Mister Freeze, because cold makes dry. So you need that oh, lotion. That's true. To... You do need the lotion to counteract Mister Freeze. Yeah, but this leads us to an interesting point. Or Bane, you just lube yourself up. He can't grab you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Batman lube guy? Oh God, <laughs> it is DC. He's like, ah, it's Bane. Time to lube myself. It's like that's his res- that's his result for every single. A solution for every single enemy. He's like, ah, it's whoever just gonna lube myself up, and then Bane's just like, ah, I will break your back, Batman, and he's just like, can't get me, and he just like slips through like a greased pig. Yeah, the the Joker tries to joy buzzer him, but it like reduces his conductivity somehow because <laughs> it's like, special bat lotion. The hell. <laughs> um, who else? I'm looking at the. Who else is in there? Oh, Mister Pig. Yeah, it's just kind of gross. Something, something greased pig. Something. Oh yeah, that joke's in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm not going to try to find it, but it's nope. in there. Yep. Um, Harley Quinn. Who who would he use the bat seasoning against? Bat seasoning. Who would he use the bat seasoning? He against? would fry Professor Pig and season <laughs> season him. I want some bacon. <laughs> bat bacon. Bat bacon. Yep. Oh, he'd use it against bat cow, which is an actual thing. Oh. Bat beef. What? Bat cow. Bat cow. Bat cow? Bat cow. Why? Is a cow with a Batman cape. I don't know why. Uh I don't think it's on any of those ones. Um That's really obs- In the new the dude, there's literally like a shot of him with uh, or of um the uh, uh robin with bat cow bat cow is a real thing i think it comes from the wonder pets um, not the wonder pets wonder pets is the there's an animal in trouble the um, the the pet superhero like crypto the super dog like all uh-huh. those i think the bat cow was among that whoa yeah it's weird but anyway, you turn them into beef with bad seasoning. Um, the bat, uh, I guess bat parent regenerator. <laughs> My, well, okay. He can use it against Bane. 
Yeah. Because Bane's whole thing is that he was just like, yeah, my dad did a prison and my mom got sent to it. Now I'm serving a sentence. So you did the voice wrong. Yes, my parents were sent to prison. My dad did a crime and then I went to prison for it. Basically. Um, I tried to do it, but I went Sean Connery. Yeah, Rest he in did. Peace. <laughs> uh, uh, you can just regenerate his dad and then his dad can go to prison and then Bane's you know, free. That's honestly a creative solution right yeah. there, you know. Um, you could bring Superman's dad back. Help him get a father figure in his life True. so he's a little less moody and punchy. Yeah. Then you could, that uh, you could bring iteration. back uh, Joker's dad and find out who the hell Joker is. <laughs> <laughs> it just, he does it and it just spawns another Joker. It's literally just Joker. And, <laughs> oh, God. He is eternal. He's yep. perpetual. He's like it. He's it, yeah. Well, well, oh, what if Joker like goes back in time and has a kid with a woman who is him? And that's why, like, every time. The woman like, is him? Yes. Okay. He goes back and has sex with a female him. Wouldn't that be a... To give a... him him. Look, there's three Jokers. We can do anything with it. It's true. <laughs> um, Joker human centipede. Oh, he could actually use it against Red Hood when Red Hood was a bad guy. Yeah, like he could. A moment. He can kind of stabilize um, him there. Who else? What other enemies don't have parents? Any other enemies that... Um, they're... I don't know. Selena Kyle could probably do with some, like, a... Uh... Familial. Yeah, she grew up on the streets. Yeah, she could like a nice, stable, loving family yeah. would probably do wonders for her. Yeah. Um, what if you use? Oh, what if you use it on Damien? Another Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't like populate it. It regenerates. No, it regenerates the, the, that which body. does not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So does there have to be a body? I would think so. I think okay. you can go back. Like it regenerates them to like how they were when they died. So like he regenerates. Jor-El and he's in space and dies immediately <laughs> uh, now nah, he'd go get him how do you think Superman would react to that be like yeah he was already CGI'd back in the Man of Steel movie so I'm fine with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is this is true to form and the battery could just be used just like zap people mm-hmm. just like connect to car ca- car cables to oh it. he would totally do is that is the battery like a big one or like a little one well, he's got spare batteries for everything. Okay. Like, he's got the little ones for like his, his helmet heads-up display. He's got the big ones for his Batmobile. He's got the in-between ones for things that use in-between-sized batteries. You know what he does use batteries? He just has like a sock full of C-sized batteries and just beats the shit out of people. That also sounds like a Batman kind of thing to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one of those really thick ones that don't stretch too much and just ties it off and he's just got It's a special bat C's. sock designed yeah. just for inflicting pain. Uh, B batteries. Right. Bat. B for bat. Exactly. A is for Alfred. B, B is, is for, for bats. <laughs> what a video. Okay, so that's the four we get that people suggested. Mm-hmm. Unless there's more that I can't see because my phone's over there. Yeah. I think there's there's something to this idea that each villain could have kind of interestingly specific bat gadgets. Okay, give me a villain. Uh, Well, kind of an obvious one that I already had thought of ahead of time would be Poison Ivy. Bat Weed Whacker, Bat Roundup. <laughs> yeah, Bat Roundup, Bat Roundup. Um, I like the idea of a Bat Weed Whacker. I'm imagining that, like, mini story arc in the Swamp Thing, where Swamp Thing just, like, takes over Gotham City with plants, and Batman's like, just kind of, like, grimly going to town, <laughs> block by block. <laughs> it's just an entire issue, no dialogue of just him whacking weeds. Yeah. That sounds true to form. Yep. I feel like Batman would be a little more drastic try to get to the root of the problem so i'm imagining like a bat sun shield that covers up the sun so it 
destroys the photosynthesis of the plants. <laughs> and Superman shows and was like, what the hell are you doing? I am so weak right now. <laughs> and Batman's like, oh, this is interesting. Uh-huh. Two birds, one stone. Noted. I can do this. Two like, you have bats, kryptonite. one stone. You have, two, you have kryptonite in your belt. That is so much easier to beat me than literally a sun. But contrived bat gadgets is kind of the fun of the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, cover up the sun. Alfred calling the bat sun, what was it? Sun deflector. Sun deflector? Yes. Awesome. It's just a, it's like a satellite. <laughs> it's like one satellite just like slowly passes on, in front of the sun. All right, what's next? Who's next? Uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, the bat space heater. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just, he like goes into Mr. Freeze's area. Just sets down the space heater, plugs it in, and turns it on, and then walks out. <laughs> That's annoyingly simple. The Mine bat was... flare. Yeah? Bat torch. See, my approach was... Bat stove top. My approach was bat road salt, and he just goes up in the bat <laughs> copter and, like, crop dusts Gotham City. <laughs> just, like, because, you know, people are going to be unsafe if they're driving on the roads and they're all covered in ice. Oh, they're going to yeah, be I sliding around. He's, he's, if, if I... If, What's the scenario? Let's assume, like, villain goes, like, full on, they succeed in their plans. How's Batman going to stop them? Okay, yeah, just, so, like, salt. Just salt the roads. Yeah. And then punch, punch, punch. Punch, punch, punch. Beat them to death punch, with batteries. Punch the salted roads. Yeah, gotta and you gotta, you gotta get the salt down in there and break up the ice yeah. and clear you gotta it out. Yeah, go, so. go to every building, go up the front door and punch the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where you use the space, space heater. Just put one in front of each of the doors so the ice melts. Oh, I thought he was going to use the bat bat. And oh, just yeah, the bat bat. Or the bat seasoning, because that's got salt in it. It's true, Maybe. but it's less efficient than the bat road salt, which is specifically calibrated. No, Not Robin only. going at it with the bat weed whacker, just trying to chip away at the eyes. <laughs> Batman's like, you fool. You're an idiot. There's a new Robin, I think. What? I th- yeah, I, I don't know what, it's in the Batman black and white, they're bringing black bringing back black and white and it's a different robin I don't know try saying that 10 times fast bringing back black and white 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 i said i, I did mess up i messed up there mm-hmm. yep yeah i also only said it three times yeah anyway uh i mean if he's got that many robins he's probably gonna need like a bat bird feeder all right yeah is it a big one human size yeah big one human size <laughs> there's <laughs> with dick grace and jason todd tim drake damien all just like chilling around right there and whoever this new chick is oh you want bird bath i just said bird feeder oh either one oh yeah but still either one both just like a little kiddie pool it's just like it puts a little splashing around like bird seed in and they all just appear yep they just kind of come into the bat cave and munch down on some delicious bat seeds bat corpses because he's got a, so many bats in the bat cave he's got a oh, bat insects because robin eat and robin robin's mm, eat insects. this is true yeah you just get all these like big big uh mosquitoes mm-hmm. crane flies got more Jonathan crane. scarecrow scarecrow how are we dealing with scarecrow uh bat therapist yeah <laughs> 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 oh, yes my bat therapist help <laughs> Oh, I'm so scared of bats. <laughs> oh, I'm imagining Batman breaking into people's homes like in the middle of the night and being like, so tell me about your fears. <laughs> I remember the one that Mike gave me is bat life alert. Okay. 
So, so is this a life alert for Batman or a life alert that he gives to everyone no, so he can for rescue Batman. them? So like okay. when he gets his back broken, he like he clicks it. <laughs> it's just like, and then he gets the call. He's like, and you're like, okay. He's like, uh, uh, this is Bruce Wayne. Um, I got hit with a truck. <laughs> There's Bane's in Who are you talking to? <laughs> uh, no, uh, that's uh, no one. Um, it's the TV. <laughs> it's the TV. And then Bane goes in for another punch. He's like, ah, uh, and also there might be cinder blocks that hit me in the face. <laughs> Just trying to keep a secret identity. Like, I'm not getting beat up by Bane. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I buy it. He just like life alerts every time he gets like mur- like just pummeled. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need you to pick me up, but tell me when you're almost here. And he has like got undressed like <laughs> painfully. <laughs> well, he can't move from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, I like that one. I do like that, that one. life alert. How would we deal with Bane though? Assuming he's, I mean, I like the bat lube idea. Just. Cover himself in lube, too slippery. Um, how would we deal with Bane? Battle armor. It's like it's got little spikes on it. He can't be grabbed, and he can just like a hit cactus. Bane. Well, I'm back to. I'm thinking of that mutant from uh that appears for like five seconds in Last Stand, where he like he can project spikes out of oh, his yeah, skin, yeah. and so he gets one kill where he hugs someone. Spikes. <laughs> <Which, laughs> the movie's so stupid. Yeah, it's a bad one. <laughs> okay uh but like yeah no he's he's got like i don't know i feel like that's not specific enough yeah how does he how do you so bane's deal is he's got like the face thing and the venom so how do you like make someone atrophy the bat cast it makes your muscles atrophy Mm. but it just it does it at an accelerated rate or bat mirror and he shows bane bane's penis because Bane gets a little penis when he gets real big and it kills his self-esteem and he starts to cry. And then you've defeated Bane. Is that canon? That Bane has a small penis? I don't know. I like to think it is. Every time I read anything with Bane, I'm like, little penis. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Bane's on I'm the, glad Bane's I know on that the page, about you. I'm just like, little penis. He's got a little penis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, how do you beat Bane? Uh, well, you gotta take down the Venom somehow, but how do you do it in, like, an interesting way? I mean... Anti-Venom. Anti-Venom, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Just anti-Venom tranquilizer darts or something. Bane's a lame one. Give me another one. Yeah. Uh, who's an interesting villain? Um, Hush. Hush is right there, which is why I said it. Yeah, okay. How do you deal um, with Hush? You... Peel the bandages off his face. Bat, bat bandage, bat bandage remover. Uh, Riddler. That's a better one from. Bat bat internet. (laughs) Riddle me this. Hang on a second. Okay, say it slow. (laughs) What gets wetter as it dries? A towel. (laughs) Uh. But the Riddler's going to come up with original ones that haven't been done before, and he's you're not going to be able to find it on the internet. So you need the Bat Puzzle Society, and it's just a bunch of old people that are really good at 
puzzles and riddles and stuff and he calls them up every time the riddlers he's just got like a little like a little community of just people that love riddles and yeah like, no he could he could totally set up like as a retirement home as a front as bruce wayne like a charitable hey this is the wayne foundation retirement home and you have to apply to get in but it's just there's it's like just standardized riddles. tests <laughs> a bunch of old people are just like sitting there trying to get through it with pencils and and then he, he can call on them whenever the riddler's there this is such a stupid really episode. <laughs> and the, the Robins could work there that, you know, they can learn life skills. It's a really good place for, for young people what, dealing to with old senile people. Yeah. What, in what world are they going to need how to deal with old senile people? Batman's not going to make it that old. It's true. <laughs> Alfred. I think Alfred's going to be like, Oh, Alfred's dead. I think still. Oh, I can never keep track. I can't either. He'll be back. He always is. Yeah. I have faith in him. How did he die this time? I think he got killed by Bane. Oh, but that's we thought... didn't have it. Didn't we have it because we didn't have a very specific tool for Bane. Right. I thought Alfred and Bane were friends after Batman Eternal. Remember there's that scene where everything blows up and they right. have to escape. I thought they got along. No, he like abandoned him, didn't he? abandoned him abandoned no yeah that's right because they went it was like hey we can fight we have this uh mm-hmm. um safe house and then he tricks bane into going into a trap oh uh, yeah if i were bane i'd kill him too yeah i'd kill you him anyway shit. with his stupid you, old man face you gooed me oh, i go bat goo bat cement <laughs> just drop cement on bane well that'd be a solution to the the architect who's trying to take down buildings bat cement rebuilds them or makes buildings so they can't be knocked over. No. Bat basements. Can't knock down buildings if they're all underground. That also seems very true to form for Batman. Yeah. yeah. Like, get down in the darkness. Like, yeah, you ever been to get Gotham? In the caves? I can't find it. Oh, it's you gotta go down. Yeah. There's no it's actually upside it's like Asgard. It's like upside down. Mm-hmm. Is Asgard upside down? Is that the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Why do I remember that Asgard being upside down? I'm gonna Google it. I'm not going to Google it. Or was it just that it's like on a floating thing that it's got it's like... On a, it's on a floating thing. It's got like stalactites that look like the city. Yeah. Who else? What are other enemies? Um, Firefly. Fire, Bat fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one was lame. Uh, oh, I had a good one in my head for a second there. Um, we're kind of skipping around the Joker, but... Um, How do you thwart the Joker? <laughs> um, uh, what makes you think nothing is funny? Um, bat depression. depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been friends for too long. No. Yeah. So yeah, that did it. Bat depression. Yeah. Instead of antidepressants, he just passes out depressants to people. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will live in my world. It's really sad. <laughs> I don't enjoy the things I used to enjoy. <laughs> Uh, let's oh, see. Well, moving on from that one. Well, go, going back to the the uh, um, the funniest joke in the world sketch from Monty Python. How do they try to quell the humor? They do somber music and lamentations sung by members of the constabulary. Um, that doesn't work. They translate it to it. They translate it to a different language. So Batman has like a little like a babblefish thing mm-hmm. from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in his ear um and it auto translates jokes into into a different language where it just doesn't work yeah you could 
I was going to say one that he doesn't know, but I kind of feel like he knows, he knows them all. a lot of languages. Yeah. So one where it just it, the humor doesn't land. Yeah. I like that. Decontextualize and destroy. Cool. The Batman decontextualization. Bat decontext. Bat decontextual. Bat decontextualizer. Bat language modulator for the purpose of decontextualization and therefore the removal of humor. Er. Iser. Humorizer. Yeah. Yes. There we go. Good. Yes. Cool. Patent that one. Bat. God, I was going to try to get the acronym for it, but I'm not even going to try. No, yeah, I don't, way I, don't, too long. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was another villain. Um, Two-Face. Two-Face. Bat three-sided die. <laughs> Those don't exist. Four-sided die. Yeah, bat four-sided. No. Bat deck of cards. Was that? That's uh, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Yeah, the therapists try to use that as a, a yeah, coping mechanism to try increase. to increase his decision choices and try to force him to... And it just think, yeah. wrecks him. He wets himself. Yeah. It's very sad. So, all right. Well, they already did well, that Well, I mean, one. it works. It, it defeats him. Uh, but, yeah, it's not original. A bat magnet. If he tries to flip a coin, it just... Thwink. Thwink. <laughs> He'll never know the answer. Um, bat Schrodinger. Schrodinger's bat. Schrodinger's bat. He just kind of smudges coins so he can't... It's both at once. Yeah. Switch oh, out. Switch do out. Do I kill you or through. do I not kill you? Oh, I am simultaneously to kill you and not kill you, and also neither. Guess I'll die. Who is that? There's a guy. Uh, Andrew's girlfriend was talking about. Um, there's a philosopher, I think, that was talking about how what happens when we close our like it. Any, everything only exists when it's being observed. It's kind of. I was like, wow, he mm. must suck Schrodinger's dick. Uh, it's just like what happens when we're all closing our eyes when we all fall asleep where do we go true uh, by the noted philosopher William Eyelash <laughs> Billiard Eyelash Billiard I like it <laughs> um, no it's like when we're all like when no one's observing something does it exist and he's like it's always being observed by God and we're all just like what a cop out <laughs> yeah fair but anyway uh, another enemy do we saw Two-Face with a magnet? Do coins get attracted by magnets? They don't, because they're not iron. Some of them do, right? They're uh, copper. Uh, pennies are zinc. Pennies are zinc, which is not very magnetic. Right. Um, nickels are nickel? No. Nickels are... Because iron is the magnetic one. Not the only magnetic one. Well, it's well, it's the main one I mean, because yeah. any like pretty much anything that gets magnetic is an mm-hmm. alloy of metal or of iron. Okay. Um, don't I mean start to find in the comments. I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Duke it out. Come on, metallurgists. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think coins get attracted to metal because that I think they did that on purpose. Right. American coins don't, but there are some foreign coins that do. Yeah. Um, I got a. Uh, like a little science book when I was young and it had like a 50 cent uh, might have been like a Brazilian coin or something mm. and that one's magnetic and so you can do kind of like fun little magic tricks with it if you're yeah. clever with magnets yep um, so I guess a magnet wouldn't work probably not um, <laughs> Ma- a bat opposite day there you go I was gonna say bat scheme to um destabilize the federal reserve and drive up inflation so badly that coins become irrelevant and are removed from circulation so what we destroyed. should be doing right now pennies should be gone but they're so small and orange 
Definitely brown. Down with pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't take that out of context. Uh, I think it's just a bat fist. <laughs> yeah, probably bat fist to the face. Yeah. Um, what about like a, a mirror that goes down to one half of his body? So he only, but it's like, so just one sided. So he just sees the, the good half. Oh, just yeah. Just kind of slap the mirror on the front of him. And so he is like, it's well, his other side will see just the bad half. There's no other side on the mirror. It's one-sided, and there's oh. just like a solid back. So his bad half doesn't see anything. Um, better idea. Bat chainsaw. Split him in half. <laughs> Two separate personalities. <laughs> a bat, like, axe just, like, straight through. Battle axe. Or there the is. bat machete from Jason X, where it just takes a little bit of velocity to slice clean through bone. There you go. Is <laughs> that really? It did just go... Yep. Funk. Well, I mean, maybe people's bones have deteriorated because they don't oh, have... Oh, I have to address this. Stop watching the booze and booze. Stop You're it. 11 views on that one and you didn't know. Nah. Fewer. Stop. We need fewer. Fewer views. Unwatch it. Stop watch it. Un watch just... it backwards? No, because that's still a view. Ah. Unwatch it. Having ha Go back and have not watched it. You know who you are. Stop watching it. Yep. Um... Let's see. Are we missing any big ones? Uh, we're missing a lot because he's got a million villains. This is true. Uh, Clue Master. Bat Detective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was easy. Uh, bat the Game Clue. I was trying to think of like a way to make that joke work. But that's, yeah, that's the best I've got. Yeah. Um, hmm. Who else? No one really in those ones. I feel like we've kind of hit a lot of the Big ones. We're missing a lot. Bat anarchist. Or the, the uh, anarchy. Mm -hmm. Bat government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Catwoman. Bat spray bottle. No, bad. <laughs> <laughs> She'd hate that. She would be very annoyed. Yeah, no. Oh, he could have like just drones that kind of follow her. And, and they just spray her whenever she starts doing something bad. <laughs> just like she's eyeing that, that jewelry store a little too long. Send in the drone. Oh, this was such a dumb episode, and I'm totally okay with it. Uh, it I got nothing else. Okay, I have a couple others. Um, a couple other stupid ones I'd written down that I wanted to get to. Um, Let's see. Bat lunchbox for his little bat snacks, because he, he never eats. So yeah. he's got to have like a, a lunchbox. It'd probably be like a, a pouch or like even a fanny pack, probably. Bat fanny pack. I guess I'd... Sure. Every time Alfred gives it to him, he's like, thanks, Dad. I mean, Alfred. Yep. <laughs> um, this one started out as a pun, but I actually realized it's kind of serious. Um, Batman faces a lot of villains who have some sort of um, gas or noxious agent of some sort. There's Joker with the Joker toxin. There's uh, Dr. Crane's fear gas. And there's lesser villains with their lesser villainous stuff. And he get Clayface goop on him or something. Oh, Clayface. So, Bat shovel. I was gonna go with bat kiln. Yeah, there we go. Bake him solid. Oh, bat firefly. <laughs> Bring <a> firefly. <laughs> and just cook him. Fight fire with or fight. Yeah, they put the villains against each other and yeah. it takes them down. But so Batman gets to the end of a long fight and he doesn't want to be contaminated by these guys. So he goes and he soaks in the bat tub, which is like it's got like um, sonic cleansers and it, it gets rid of radiation and all kinds of these bad things and it basically it cleans them off. 
And then when he gets out of the bat tub, do you know what he steps on? Batman. The Batman. I hate you. Ah! That's where we're going to end it. Yes, I shall we? We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening. What a dumb episode. This I love is, it. This is a mess, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, if we missed any villains or any, uh, you have any other interesting ideas for bat gadgets, we might have to do a sequel to this sometime. Let us know. You can find us on Facebook um, and Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. We're on Instagram at Just Us Losers Pod. That's where most of the fan interaction stuff happens, so you should probably follow us there. Um, we posted a thing for this previous episode. We'll probably post something for the, the next episode, except we're going to record it on like Tuesday, so... Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not going to matter. Um, next episode, speaking of, is going to be Thanksgiving movies. Or why there aren't any. Yep. It'll be, I don't know. Something will happen with it. Um, let's see. We also have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, where you can send us emails. Um, send us bionicle theories. Bring that back, huh? I talked to Mark recently, and he said he wanted us to do an episode on Bionicles, so I added it to the episode spreadsheet. I saw that. <laughs> Bionicles. <laughs> Bionicles. What's the topic? Bionicle. Who suggested it? Bionicle Matt. I changed it to Bionicle Matt, or uh, Bionicle Mark. Okay, good. Bionicles. Yep. I know nothing about Bionicles. Apparently, Andrew knows a lot about Bionicles. Cool. So we might have... There's a, like, a ridiculous amount of lore with them, actually, as it turns out. Oh. Um, Looks like I'm going to waste so much time researching that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, probably other places as well. Um, you can find shortened versions of the discussion only on YouTube. Uh, so you can send that to your friends if they're not sure about us and they want to give us a listen. Uh, pass pass the YouTube video along. See if they, they like that little nibble of content and then... Send one toward the full podcast. Yeah. Bring us subscribers. We need fans. Yep. We have a few, but not very many. We still have few enough that we know them all by name. Yeah. We want so many that we can't keep track of you. Yep. Except we're going to. I'm going to keep a database of all of my fan- all of our fans. Yep. We'll check up on you. Yeah. We'll give you a little fan engagement call. Yeah. It'll be nice. We'll read a little fan engagement script. Mm-hmm. We'll say, hi, thanks for being a fan of Just Us Losers. I don't know where this bit is going, but I... Don't have a punchline. All right. That's exactly what we're going to say to people. And we're going to hang up. <laughs> that's going to be it. That's what you're going to get. If you're a fan of us, that is what you're going to get. That feels very true to form. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let's see. It's most of the things I'm supposed to have said. Yep. Thanksgiving movies next week. Uh, week after that, it's going to be Avatar The Last Airbender. Yep. So if you've got thoughts on that show, you should send them to one of our mediums mm-hmm. and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I still need to finish watching that. Yeah, you do. I've kind of forgotten who everyone is. No, you haven't. The moment you start the, ne- the next episode, you're going to remember everything. So Arrowhead Kid, he's the bad guy, right? Yes. Okay. The Scar Guy, he's the sister of the bad of the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, listen for that coming to ears near you. Or yeah. eyes, possibly, if you're on YouTube. That's true. So, cool. Uh, I think that's probably everything I'm supposed to have said at this point in the episode. Yep. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.